I'm Danielle West. Welcome to Intentional Marriages Podcast, where we share vulnerable insights about marriage. Ready for part two with Marcella Reyes? Here's the rest of our conversation. So on a lighter note, what was one thing that surprised you after you got married? Uh, well, I don't know if it would be lighter or not, but uh, surprised me. It's just, I, I learned early is that I cannot change my husband. Mm. I cannot make him the way I wanted him to be. Like, I wanted, I, you know, it's just I got married with high expectations. Like, oh, he's going to be doing this and this and this. And, and there's this. that word expectations. Yeah, wow. again. And I said, wow, what a disappointment that he's not doing what I was expecting him to do. Wow. So I learned early that if you want to be happy, you have to start with yourself. Just start working on, on what it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. on, you know, with you, with your health, with your day to day. Take care of yourself, you know, take, have some me time, you yeah. know, have workout, um, eat well, uh, hang out with your girlfriends. And it's not just your life doesn't have to be around your husband 24-7. Right. And, and because I put all my, my energy on him. Like, okay, so he's supposed to be doing this. So he's supposed to be doing that. And I'm like, uh-oh, nope. That's not the case, you know. So I learned early on that I have to work on me, yeah. you know, and that's just, and leave God, you know, leave him to God. God, he's yours. He's yours. <laughs> you know, he's all yours. <laughs> and that was chapter two and Thrive, is work on you first. Mm-hmm. Work on you. Mm-hmm. And then chapter four was desires or demands. See? So it's, it's neat how you shifted. From, oh, yes. from your expectations to desires. Because mm-hmm. we, we have a desire of what we would like. It's just we can't expect another human being to perform like we want them to, you know? And so it's neat that you, you, you notice that. What's one piece of advice you would share with someone before they got married? And ask, maybe even specifically into a blended family. Well, ask God for permission. Mm, that's good. Ask God if this is the right person for you. He will show you. He, he will show you if he's, he or she is the one. And because sometimes we let our emotions, you know, they can like put a, what they call a blindfold. Blinders. <laughs> Blinders, thank yeah. you. And if other people notice it. Oh, that person is like this. No, he's not. Or she's not. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Pay attention, you know, you should be in the lookout for these signs. And, and we just don't listen. Right. So ask God for permission. And if, if he's or she's the person for you, he will make it happen. And there's a study that I'm doing with my um, small group. And we're talking about how emotions can dictate mm-hmm. our behavior and, and how dangerous it is how we respond emotionally when we don't walk in the spirit and we allow the emotions to dictate truth, which, you know, like culture says, go with your gut. You know, if it feels good, you know, go with it. So like you said, you know, are we looking to God for our security, our significance, 
and and not being afraid that he might he may say no and slam that door shut if you pray that right so that does take some courage mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we don't we're like no we're good <laughs> we we got this God yeah especially you know women when we reach certain age we we have that like biological clock ticking like yeah. tick, tick. okay I'm thirty I'm having had any children and that's perhaps God purpose for you is not to have children yeah. you know but it's just like because your friends or other the society or culture say hey you reach certain age you need to get married and have children maybe not and the way i have framed up certain life events that haven't happened is that god was protecting me instead of preventing me and if i keep pushing 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 for what i want eventually he'll be like okay go ahead but then I can see, wow, you were protecting me all along. Right. And so that's where trust comes in. And I just have to let go. So just let go. Yeah. Let, it's let, hard. What is it? How it goes? Let him, let him, uh, let, let go. God, let God, let, and let go. Let God and let go. Right. Yeah. So it's just, we need to let him do his job and, and accept that. And if, if things don't turn out the way you want it to turn, Ask God to give you comfort, you know, to comfort you, to give you strength, mm -hmm. to keep moving on and, and mm -hmm. to find the right person for you. If that wasn't the right person for you, just for the godly man that you want, you know. We want a godly man. They're yeah. good husbands, yeah. you know. <laughs> we, like, we want a man yes, that walk, you know, walks like us, that have the same. You know, when my husband and I met, one of the first conversations other than business that we had, is we ask each other, what are your values? And one thing he said, the first thing he said to me, he said, Jesus. I never thought that he was wow. a Jesus follower. Did you know Ray, my yeah, husband? Yeah. He doesn't, you know, fit the profile that he's a Jesus follower. Not because he's a bad man. It's just because the way he is, the way he, you know, conducts himself. It's just like he's so... I don't know he's a larger-than-life personality. Yes, exactly. So, but he said, uh, you know, I love Jesus. I'm a Jesus follower. He's just like, wow. Yeah, like, that blew you away. So ask for that, you know. Yeah. What are your values? And try that at least the first four or five, they're kind of, okay, kind of similar to yours. What are your values? It's just like family, integrity, honesty, so many Jesus, the Lord, God, whatever it is. It's just, oh, okay, because that's the foundation of your marriage. Exactly. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Can you think of a couple that inspires you? Oh, my, I have a lot of sisters, by the way. <laughs> I have five sisters, one brother. Wow. They are all married to one that, yeah, that's, that's a different so we can talk about her. But my oldest sister, she's been married for, gosh, 35 years. You know, she's 11 years older than me. And she married very young. She was 21. But her and her husband learned how to become best friends. Mm -hmm. So they are so close. You know, wherever he goes, business travel, whatever, he invites, her, invites my sister to go, you want to go? Sure. Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't. But he says, you know, it's just like, and they, they, they're, they're starting to look old now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hopefully she's and not listening. Like, and he said, yeah, no, she won't understand. I won't. Maybe my niece would. <laughs> but 
my my uh, brother-in-law, he's tiny, short, and he has gray hair now, starting to look like he's aging. And but you still see them holding hands, and oh. they are just like always talking, like best friends. And I love that about them. Yeah. It's just like that's priceless. It's just, yeah, it's just to be to, to be able to speak with your spouse about anything, to laugh, to cry, to go watch a movie, or just do nothing but holding hands. Yeah. So I I. Every time I look at it, I say, oh, maybe one day with my dear husband, we'll be like that. <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> Good luck, Ray. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, how would you describe the word love? Oh, definitely it's, it's a verb. You have to act on love. It's just like we were, we were taught that love... Oh, everybody is that feeling love is it's not a feeling it's an action mm -hmm. so it's like i love you by the way i treat you right. by the way right. i put you first you know just like everything i do is to be about you not about me right how and, you honor them right i do compare this is kind of funny because uh business will love why because in business, Say it again, business. i will I, I, love i compare business with love why because uh, with business, the customer is always first. Oh, you great customer service. You create products around your customer needs. It's exactly the oh, same. Oh, I like that. I even thought about writing a book, said the, the business of love. No, that's good. <laughs> the business of love. That's good. So it's about, hey, that's copywriting. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because if we apply those principles of business to love, if everything would be so much better. Right. Because we may love about us. No. Right, right. Make it about right. the, the person that is you marry or you're dating, that your children is, everybody that is around you, meet their needs. Yeah. You know, it's just make them happy, show them, appreciate them, show them that you, you, you really care about them. Instead of sitting back saying, what are you going to do? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So the business of love is just... Oh, wow. Same principles. <laughs> that is really good. That was really good. What do you worry about most in life? Not being able to everything I want to do. <laughs> Just like yeah, you you are running this business in a big way. So I can imagine. I mean, you're just running and gunning. Yes, I. I you know, there's so much I want to do, and and I feel that my my dad. Bless his soul, rest in peace. He used to take a measuring tape, uh -huh. you know, uh, you know, in centimeters, it's a hundred. A meter is a hundred centimeters. And he used to measure his uh, life. He said, I'm, old, I'm this old. So he would put the number of centimeters on how old he was. Okay. So, and then he would say, this is how much I have left to a wow. hundred. So my meter <laughs> is running out, <laughs> you know. Wow. So I feel that uh, the older that I become I feel that I'm running out of time so I need to to do things faster at a you know a fast pace or mm -hmm. high faster speed because I there's so much I want to do I want to go to certain places uh, I want to my children still to, oh, thank you Lord not yet I'm not ready to be a grandma yeah. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you know one day they will make me a grandma but uh, at the same time, there's so much I want to do. That's, that's what I'm afraid of, you know, not to, to have the, all the time that I need to be able to, to do everything I still want to do. 
Yeah, I'm glad you shared that. I don't know if it was because I turned 50, but it's like, I want to get everything I've learned out of me and written down and put onto some kind of format. And if it ends up being just this website, that's great. But it's like, I cannot, I have so many ideas every day and I can't seem to execute them quick enough. So I love that you shared that. And there's that verse that says, number your days, right? And it's just like, I don't, and maybe it is because now when you hit 15, you're like, okay, I'm on this end of it on the stick, right? That it's, it's like this, constant thing that has motivated me to get as much done as possible yes. and I'm thinking what was I doing between 20 and 50 do you yeah. feel that yeah just like did I waste all the years of my life no maybe not it's just lessons you know life right. lessons right but uh I wish I had done more things and not wasted so much time doing things that I was not supposed to be doing but, yeah and, you know and I wish I had either journaled because now with the blogging I wish I had journaled in some way to capture all those nuggets right. I was learning along the way. So, you know, a lot of people struggle with, with journaling. And if you could just do one thing at the end of the day for five minutes, oh, it, it would be priceless, right. priceless, especially for your family, right? Once you're gone and you have all these generations now, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so. That you can document too. So that's the beauty of it. Like you can document your life on the, uh, generation behind you, your children, your grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, they say, oh, my great-great-grandma used to do that. Isn't that yeah. awesome? Because <laughs> we only go back, what, one generation? About, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, we barely know mm-hmm. past our great-grandmother, and I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like for our kids moving forward that, you know, all these generations are, as long as the internet's around, right? right? I mean, people are going to have access to Okay, well, what did she like to do on Fridays? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you talked a, um, a little bit about this earlier about, do you ever try to fix Ray? And, and if so, how does it work? It doesn't work. <laughs> never work and never will. <laughs> the more you try to fix your spouse, the more uh, resistant yeah. you'll find. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like, let them be the way they are. And if there's something you don't like about it, you can talk about it in a loving way. Like, oh, I, you know, this, this behavior or this attitude or this comment, it hurt me. You know, sometimes when he says certain things, I say, ouch. Without even, yeah, it's just like, uh-oh. So that makes him think like, uh-oh, I offended her or she didn't like that. or right. Just some signal. But uh, to not... Try to change your spouse because it's never going to work. It's just like they hate it. Men hate that. Yeah. Not even to give them direction when they're driving. Right, just right, like, right. turn left. <laughs> right. No, I'm going to turn right. <laughs> and they say problems are meant to be fixed, not people. It's beautiful. And, I love that. And, and when Russ will be sharing something about work, well, I had 20 years in corporate sales. So I'm like, I've got, I've got a solution. And he's like, I don't want you to fix this. I've got it. I've got it. I was just sharing an update with you. <laughs> I've pestered him so much that he's like, you know what? I'm just going to forward you my notes that I sent to my boss. You know, <laughs> read the email. So, yeah, I've learned to, I've had to, to back up because ironically, I'm the fixer in the relationship. And he, if I bring something to him, 
I don't want him to listen. I really want him to help me fix. So we're a whole, that's again, another podcast for another time. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's different. It is different. <laughs> and it's painful for him because he's like, this doesn't feel like this is the right thing to do. But I have to be really careful not to, anytime he brings something up, he can say his food doesn't taste as good or he had ordered, I don't know, mashed potatoes and he wanted green beans. I'm like ready, hand up in the air, ready to change it for me. He's like, I'm fine. Leave it alone. Right. So I'm very quick. You are a fixer. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a painful fixer. It worked at work. Like I could solve problems all day long, but boy in the marriage, I've, ugh, <laughs> I've hit a brick wall with that one. So <laughs> hopefully he would say I've gotten a little bit better. <laughs> That's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) We may make it. Are you hopeful about the future? Oh, I am. I have learned to trust God, you know, and when I get like anxious about something or I just say, God, you take me where you want me to go and just show me the way, show me the way. I'm looking forward to to what is going to come because I know it's going to be much better than it has been. It's not that it has been bad, but it's going to be much better. My husband and I were talking about yesterday. I don't remember where we were going anyway. So I asked him if you could say five things like that already happened. I like in a journal, like I am this or and that you wish, you know, that I want to be, I want to have a beautiful marriage. No, I have a beautiful marriage. Talking about present tense. Right. So just like like the power of manifesting that, mm-hmm. you know, but bringing to the now right. something that you want into the future, and that's how I'm. Ta- I'm, I'm that's how I am right now. You know, I'm, I this is who I want to be, but I'm thinking that it's gonna happen already. It has happened already. I don't know if I'm making any sense. It complete sense because I think we do so much of living for something. Like we said, oh, we can't wait to live where we are today. And now we're in this community and we're going to be building a house. So I could easily be talking about, oh, I can't wait till we move into our house and kind of forget to be present where we are right now and miss. And and the minute we move out of here, we'll be like, oh, wasn't that great living over there? So being present, I think is everything. And I think some people think that meditating and being present sounds so new age. But to me, it's priceless. My counselor just shared this the other day. He said in the, in the Bible, when God is calling out to Abraham or, or someone, his question is, where are you? God calls out to his people. His question is, where are you? He knows where they are, but it, it, the people are responding. I'm right here. And so how our counselor sees that is they are becoming present. And he feels that being present relieves so much of what we're constantly, you know, either through shame or guilt of our past or anxiousness and worry about our future. And so being present is, is like, I mean, it's that old saying, it's such a gift. Mm, it, it is. It really is. Be, be so like I the love, moment. I love what you shared about being present and enjoying your marriage right now, right, now. right here. The way it is, you know, just like. It is what it is, and I enjoy it, and I'm working on it right now to to make it better for tomorrow. But I'm not going to to wait until tomorrow to make it beautiful, perfect. No, I'm, what I'm doing right now is is gonna have some 
you know, uh, I, I know it's going to pay off later on. Yeah. But it's just enjoying the moment. It's just enjoying it right now. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that. Are you happy with the way you're involved with other believers? Oh, yes. Uh, as I said earlier, um, I'm very involved with this this organization, Tresias from Cristo. So I get to, we have groups in WhatsApp. Um, you have groups where? In WhatsApp. I don't, do you use WhatsApp? Oh, the app? Uh -huh. Yes, yes. So we have groups, we have prayers. Uh, I receive prayers almost every day. Uh, encouraging words, or someone might say, "Hey, I need you to pray for me. Something's going on." Mm -hmm. Or if I need a prayer, I can ask them, "Hey, pray for me." They don't ask for what exactly, but I need a special prayer today. So yeah, it I'm keeps very you involved. connected with this ministry. I love that. Yes. Oh yes, and I'm also involved with North Point. I, I'm an usher there, and right now I'm not in a small group because I'm very involved with Tresias. But uh, definitely, I, 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 I like what I'm doing right now with other Christians. I do. It's just like it's being with with people that I share the same belief and you know and the same love for Jesus. It makes a huge difference in your life. And if somebody said describe <clears throat> Marcella and Ray, I would say they are a Christian couple who loves their community. We do. Mm -hmm. And that's what shows up for me, for mm -hmm. both of you. Uh -huh. Yeah. What do you most wish you both could do in the future to make impact on our world for Christ? Right now, I'm serving the Lord, but just me. It's not, we're not doing anything together as a, a joint ministry. Yes, and I, I like to do that. You sure. know, maybe a missionary trip or, I don't know, Ray have some ideas of creating some kind of foundation for children and perhaps doing that with him. But I, I, I do want to, to serve the Lord with him together, you know. So I didn't think of this before the podcast, but we did have a couple that came into our Thrive group and he didn't speak as good of English as she did. But I would imagine that there's need for Thrive leaders that are Spanish speaking. So. I don't know if Ray will feel comfortable doing it in Spanish because he's uh oh okay yeah he, he's um he's you know his Spanish is like uh, it's just like Spanish that he learned right you know, he, right casual yeah very casual yeah. I I made fun of him <laughs> because he speaks Spanish in just one tense which is present tense right right there is no past there is no future for him in Spanish so. yeah 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 well I I have to brag on my stepson so. He was taking Spanish in, in school, and the Spanish teacher really took to him. And so I was listening to him talk to her on the phone. It was during the summertime, and he was, I think it was, he was taking an extra course, and he was doing a test by talking to her on the phone. And so in the beginning, I'm listening, and I'm like, okay, I'm following, following. And then all of a sudden, I'm not following anymore, and I'm like, oh, my word. He, he's fluent. And he went on, um, he went to Panama, the country. And they didn't bring a translator because he actually led the group in their Bible study. Oh my God, that's yes. awesome! Wow. Yes. So, so I did make an assumption that Ray was no, was fluent. No. Unfortunately, not. Yeah. And something that I learned from my my first marriage is that you have to stick to one language. <laughs> 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 my my first husband, 
Actually, I met him because see, he was in University of South Carolina and I was studying English as a second language and he was a master, an international student, master, um, a master of international business student. And part of his program, he had to learn Spanish. So we met casually and he said, hey, why don't you teach me with my Spanish and I teach it with your English? And that's how we met. Oh, okay. We became conversation partners and then we became life partners and, you know, right. <laughs> all the partners <laughs> that you want to add to that. But uh, we, you know, we tried to speak both languages at home and it became a nightmare. And so because the other your, the other person gets frustrated. Uh -huh. So if he's, I'm trying to teach Spanish to my husband and he learns, I don't know, or he understands maybe 20%, I'm going to get frustrated. Oh, sure. Like, sure. And he said, like, what? Huh? Right. So you need a lot of patience <laughs> to have a lot of, and we don't have patience. So he doesn't have patience and no, I don't have any. Right. So it's just, uh, no, it's just English at home. <laughs> And when we travel, he, you know, when we travel overseas, he, he gets to practice a little bit. Right, right, I just right, let right. him practice, but, and he needs help. I was, okay, I'll help, but this is how you say it, sweetie. Uh, but no, just one language. <laughs> so no. And that's good for your audience, if they're listening to this podcast, to, to be like, oh, okay, maybe we should start doing that in our household. <laughs> yes. Right? And I'm always so impressed with anyone that can speak more than two languages. I grew up with a mom that spoke Dutch wow. and I have a cousin. She speaks Dutch, French. She's living in Hong Kong now. Oh my God. As a VP of HR. And she's fluent in all, all three languages. That's I mean, wonderful. it's just so amazing. It is. And then here we are, English, <laughs> us Americans. <laughs> Although I was born in Holland, I didn't, I didn't keep, and this is another story I don't think I told you. I was born in Holland, stayed there for two years. When I came over to the States, my mom still kept me um, speaking in Dutch. So I spoke Dutch till I was six. Oh, wow. And then we moved to Puerto Rico and I had Dutch and English at the time. So I spoke Dutch, but when I moved to Puerto Rico during second, third and fourth grade, I was like, this is really confusing. So I dropped the Dutch, picked up the Spanish, and then by fifth grade, we moved to Florida, and I lost both. Wow. When I went back to Puerto Rico in my 20s, that's when I picked up the Spanish again, because well, I was there for 10 years, yeah. and they wouldn't let me go to lunch unless I knew how to say tango hombre. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. I you were forced. Yeah, I was forced to relearn it, so... Um, so I love the language. So you brought back some great memories. Good. And I've really enjoyed this time with you. And thank you. Not everyone's that open and transparent about their marriage. And I really believe others can learn from, from our stories. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm with you. Just like you need to listen to other people's testimonies. And it will give you some like hope. Right. Starters. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, oh, okay. There's hope. <laughs> And secondly, you learn, you know, you learn through other people like, okay, they, they're going through that or they went through that. And now I, I know I have the tools. I know what to do now. So, yes, and you're doing a great job. Daniela. Yeah. <laughs> Marcela. Daniela. Muchas gracias. No, un placer. It was a pleasure, really. It was a real pleasure. And congratulations. And the best of luck with your podcast and what you're doing because you're doing a beautiful job thank you thank you and likewise thank you
Want some more insight on how to strengthen your marriage? You can find new blogs posted every week and a new live monthly webinar. Just go to intentionalmarriages.net. That's intentionalmarriages with an S dot net, N-E-T. Thank you and stay intentional.